Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. At MidwayUSA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast brought to you by Tacticam. Tacticam is by far the easiest way to begin filming your hunts. Whether it's a budget-friendly solo or the 4K 5.0, Tacticam has something for everyone. Check them out at Tacticam.com. This year we're also working with Spartan Forge. Spartan Forge stands at the nexus of machine learning and white-tailed deer hunting to deliver a truly intuitive and science-based product that saves the hunter time spent scouting, planning, and executing their hunts. Basically what this is, this is uh, quickly being built into an app right now. It's available online, um, but uh, it is machine learning. It's uh, artificial intelligence for the deer woods. So basically it takes data from car deer uh, collisions, insurance uh, information, social media, trail cams, collared deer studies, puts it all together and the computer actually learns these patterns of deer how they move in different conditions and then translates that to you for your area zip code etc so deer move differently in the northeast than they do in the south than they do in the midwest and instead of just saying well you know this is kind of what happens and they're using um, studies that show uh, fetus growth for peak rut times and you know all of that for each individual area for peak rut activity um, they have a crazy uh, field staff with guys like Andy May, Greg Litzinger, Taylor Chamberlain, Garrett Prawl, Parker McDonald um, and the list goes on. I mean, just just some great killers out there verifying and validating this um, technology, and it's between sixty to seventy percent accurate. And what that means is, if it tells you you should be in the woods on this day in this area, in a feeding area, bedding area, transition area. Um, you know, it's it's accurate to that point. And if it says that it's not going to be a good day, then that is also true. Um, and the thing just keeps learning and learning and learning. So if you want to check that out, you can check them out at SpartanForge.ai. You can use code BOWHUNTER to save 25%. And as this 
gets bigger and bigger, there's more and more data points. And more data points equals more storage, more storage equals more cost. Um, but when you sign up, you're locked in at that rate uh, until you stop using the service. So the sooner you get in and that would, I mean, the, the price is quickly going to go up as soon as this app goes live and, and all of that, um, you will be grandfathered in. And it, it's super cheap. Um, it really is. So uh, check them out at SpartanForge.ai and use code BOWHUNTER. Um, real quick, I just wanted to say congratulations to our first quarter winners for our Patreon. And those winners were um, Eric Redder. He won the Tacticam 5.0 Reaper. Uh, so Eric, don't forget to uh, when you when you shoot those deer and turkeys with this uh, with this Tacticam to contact Tacticam and uh, Rudy's the guy that you want to look look for. And uh, he said that they will edit up your footage for you and post it on their social media. Tim Clark, of all people, the 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 tethered guy, won the Latitude uh, saddle package. Uh, it does come with tethered ropes, which he already has, and uh, a set of sticks, as well as one of the artisan outdoor fabrication uh, top stick platforms that I really like. Uh, Jerry Casperson uh, won the base map package uh so that's the base map pro one year subscription with a shirt and hat swag pack and like base map the value that you get for base map for 30 dollars for the entire year for the entire country and the amount of layers that they have um and at that price point it's just impossible to beat you can use code chronicles and save 20 percent if you go on there so it makes it two dollars per month for the entire year i mean that's that's an incredible value compared to what's out there um, and they even have a free version and each week they have giveaways uh, that actually teach you how to use their software so you go on there you go online they give you some clues and they give you some uh, markers and you try and mark off where you think it's going to be and basically closest to the pin wins and uh, you don't have to pay for it. So you can actually go on there with one of their free memberships, check it out and win things. So that's uh, a great option for you guys. Uh, so check them out at basemap.com. Uh, Spartan Forge. We just got done talking to that. One of their one year subscriptions and swag pack went to Ryan Regan and then uh, Zinger Fletchings, uh, Brian Barnes, uh, and their new fletchings are amazing. So uh, they're a compression fit uh, fletching. Don't call it a fob. They hate that. It's actually fletching. Um, the first generation ones were hard, um, maybe a little bit noisy. Uh, the newer ones are made of a completely different material, uh, completely flexible, not stiff, and they change the shape of them so they're actually a little bit more um, a little bit quieter. So, um, congratulations to all those winners and that's for Patreon. So Patreon is just a crowdfunding, um, for creators and these guys all support the show and by supporting the show, um, you know, that allows us to, um, try new gear, you know, covers our hosting fees. Uh, if we're going to hunt out of state, it helps with the travel. I mean, it keeps our wives off our back, whatever, um, however you want to look at it. But I mean, 
it's it's like 17 cents a day so 17 cents a day gets you in you can win you know some incredible gear uh this quarter what we've got given away um is a tacticam um fish eye package so the fish eye packages are um wi-fi enabled 1080p uh fully submersible uh cameras they have a loop mode they're designed to go like on the ends of your boat um so you can just click it let it run when you catch the fish you know you click it off and then you've you've saved however much you um uh, have set it for uh, but they have loop mode so it's going to be a tacticam fish eye package um, but we as the bowhunter chronicles podcast we um purchased and we're just waiting so hopefully we'll get it by by june by the end of this quarter uh but one of the b stands uh, so we're going to be giving away uh one of the b stands we wanted to have one as soon as we could um you know to give you guys um and ha- have you have a chance to win that uh same thing another base map package another spartan forge package uh zinger fletchings uh all of that so we're we're giving those away that's what we are giving away for this course. So you want to check that out. You can go to patreon.com forward slash bowhunter chronicles, or you can just go to the bowhunter chronicles podcast and click on the Patreon link. And we are also giving away a bow. So you don't have to be a Patreon to win this bow. We're giving away a bow tech carbon Zion. Um, not that many people signed up. We're giving that away in June. Uh, so there's a few more months to, to sign up for that, but, um, Mitch at uh, Johnson's Great Outdoors helped us out with that, but we're coming completely out of pocket for that. With the HHA Tetra site and uh, HHA Rest, and uh, we're going to get some stabilizers on there. Uh, But we've got that bow, and John's going to be getting it all set up and timed and everything all ready for you. All you got to do is just go to bowhunterchroniclespodcast.com and sign up um, for the giveaway. That's all you have to do, just to say thank you. this podcast is, um, you know, the Patreons and the the audience has spoken. They said they wanted more Uncle Frank, uh, so we brought Uncle Frank back. We're just talking a little bit about uh, what we've got planned for his turkey season, uh, the rest of the season this year, um, as far as uh, going back out west and who's doing what, um, and then just a little recap of, you know, just kind of like a BS session. But uh, this one's for you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the support. Tell someone about the show. Thank you. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. Adam, Frank, Ernie, and we're hoping to hear some words from John. I pissed him off because I told him, nope, you need to to not be talking right now. He's going to use up all his words ahead of time. But um, we're just kind of going through like an actual plan for – our turkey season, we just got done with uh, the teach and train and all of the logistics and everything uh, with that. Um, I, I guess, John, what did you think of the event? You know, because we, you know, we went into it from the from the outset, saying, "Saying, all right, we're going to go. It's going to we're going to do this thing at the club." How did you, how did it go? I guess like start to finish, and then like what was it like expectations versus like reality? Did you guys hear someone talking to me? <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> I don't know. It's possible. No. I turn, thought it, turn your pocket or what? <laughs> well, I was like super happy. I mean, the turnout was great. And 
when I seen like Eric Ratter show up from freaking New York, <laughs> like, holy shit. I mean, what an awesome Eric and his buddy. So Justin, he's also yeah. a Patreon. So yes, two, Justin. Uh, there was a good Patreon turnout there. So thanks thanks for all you guys that showed up from the, the Patreon from the, you know our our group, but especially Eric and Justin coming all the way, you know, six hour drive to, to Midland. To Midland and then another two and a half hour drive over here. So awesome to see those guys. <clears throat> I mean at first I was like I recognized them, but I was like, Well, wait a minute. That those guys like Eric's in New York. And then he was like, Yeah, all the way from Buffalo. Like no shit, it is. So, but uh, no, it was it was a great turnout. I mean, we lucked out; the weather held off. It was supposed to be like rainy all day, but it didn't start raining until like five o'clock, which was everyone was pretty much packed up. But some thank Tim for uh, putting it on. Yeah, and uh, like I had been to one before, so I kind of knew. You know, it's it's not a real like structured event like at one o'clock you know every hour on the hour we're gonna have one sticking in a right in a in a thing and you know so i think what was cool i mean for anybody that doesn't know um about like the 3d printed stuff that you know genesis 3d printing well he happens to be right here and like right in the muskegon area so austin came out with every stick known to man and I mean, so if you showed up to this event and you were like, well, I was thinking about these sticks or I was thinking about this. I mean, it was for the people that, that showed up, I got to see. Oh yeah. A ton of stuff. Especially you had all the saddles mm-hmm. that we have. Adam, Adam had enough, a lot of equipment there. He had, uh, <laughs> you know, just saying. But I didn't even, you know what? Uh, after all that, I didn't even get to see the, like the one stick demo. Cause I was over uh, getting the food ready. <laughs> So I watched. I watched him go. Two of them. I said, yeah. yeah, I watched both those guys do that. That was pretty cool. Ernie. Well, I don't yet hunt on of a saddle. It looks like I'm going to. There's a lot of things I've seen that I liked, but yeah, that's. Well, I mean, that's a great perspective, right? Because you were <laughs> kind of planning on this year. I mean, last year you were like, okay, you know, maybe we'll do this, and then this year you you keep like moving more and more towards it so for a person that had never i mean you get to see all the stuff that i have but and you maybe have seen me climb a tree or come down but to see you know multiple ways of up and down and all the different different things i mean as far as like if someone's listening and there's a an event like in their area that doesn't have you know, anybody that has a saddle or a lot of saddles or, or anything, what would you say about the event? Like, was it, did you find it beneficial? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's like the who's who and saddle climbing. It's pretty amazing. And I couldn't believe how many sticks. I mean, I would have, if I, they told me I had to pick one right now, I'd have been a bit confused. <laughs> a bit? Hey. I'm kind of focused in on two different ones, but. I pushed the uh, the table away from the wall in the in the studio. Mm-hmm. There's more sticks under there. Yeah, there's two more sets under there. Yeah, I didn't. You know, I says oh, he doesn't even know he's got these or what. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, that's what everybody kept walking up, and they you know they were looking at all that stuff, and they were going, they were going, oh my god, look at all the money on the table, <laughs> like, you know, and and to your point, 
for the most part, there isn't anywhere that you could have went. And now this just was kind of specific to this event where we were at, you know, Austin was there with all of his stuff and we had all of our stuff, but that's the point of these whole things is for you to bring your stuff so that anybody can see your gear and Tether's just putting it on and showcasing everything that they have. Right. But there's guys there that have been saddle hunting. I mean, that's the thing that I'm like continually impressed with every time. Like I see Tim do a, a demo is, I mean, it, it's exactly, you know, to, to some degree, like, you and Ernie and, and John, you as well, you know, for, for everybody, you know, this saddle hunting thing is new and a, and a lot of things for me in the, the hunting world or the bow hunting world over the last two decades for me has been like, Ooh, look at that. Ooh, look at that. And you guys are like, yeah, they came out with those in this year and then we changed it and blah, blah, blah. You know, so, so Tim is of that era where, you know, he's been saddle hunting over a decade and there wasn't all this gear. So they had to come up with this stuff on their own. And now, you know, to see them with all this streamlined gear, just like up and down. I mean, you know, with a, a single stick, with a five-step aider, with a three-step aider, you know, with. Nader suader. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, well, I mean, you, you know, the first year I went with you guys down to the ATA show, I was kind of thinking it would have been a little bit more along the lines of that teach that we had Saturday, but that don't even come close. I mean, if you're into the saddles, this is something you need to go to. No, oh, yeah. You're not going to learn it in two or three days down at ATA because they're not going to, nobody's going to get together and band all that stuff together and yeah, let I, you throw everything on trees and. Well, just like you know, Johnny was showing me that other stick with the 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 cable aider on it. You know, yeah. Yeah, I mean that. I think that's pretty cool. You know, I mean, like my sticks. You mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like because I got the new Timber Ninja aluminum, but then he then uh, Austin Austin Austin. had the carbon fiber ones there. Oh yeah. I mean, but that's his. He has to have all those sticks because that's his business. I mean, he's right. He's making three D printed, you know, gear for the saddle community and making clips and everything. So he had some really sweet, you know, like slide on clips for those. Yeah. For mm-hmm. the uh, carbon fiber timber ninjas and well, for all of them really. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he <laughs> said you name it and he had the stick there. Uh, but I think that that's, what's cool. And I, you know, I, I tried, you know, when we first got there, I put all my stuff out there and then I like packed it all up once people started to come there cause I didn't want to take away from like the, the tethered stuff or whatever. And then when most of the people got there, you know, and Tim was given his, you know, just introduction and kind of like how the day was going to go and basically saying just that, like, Hey, it's not, there is no structure. Like you see something, grab it, you know, hop on, I'm going to do some demos over here. I've got all my stuff. But then he said, you know, Adam's got all this stuff, if you want to check out, if you got questions about anything else, if you brought your own stuff. I say, I've seen guys walking up in their own saddles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one guy had that Eberhart signature saddle. I wish I would have, I wanted to talk to him about that because it was all kitted out like with, with everything, you know, and, uh, you know, that, and, and talking to John and um, John Eberhart and, uh, you know, he was saying that the way that he sets them up makes it a little bit more streamlined. Like I played with it there, but it, it ultimately ends up for me like being two panels is you know if there's nothing connecting them that to me is like they get flipped around and twisted and right you know 
you can keep it, but I mean, there's people that absolutely love them and you, there's no denying that it balls up to nothing. But, but anyways, back to what I was saying was that, I, you know, I wasn't, I was very much trying not to just be like, you know, look at all the saddles and look at all the stuff, right. but I think it's really awesome. You know, and Tim's like, you yeah, check all, out all that stuff. And that's the point is to, is to get to check it all out. And, you know, Tethered's goal at the beginning of like, you know, what they said with their website and everything is they wanted to be a one-stop shop for everything. If you wanted to just, instead of having to go to Amazon here and then this, and then right. try and figure right. it out. And, um, you know, so they've, they've got everything and you can, you can check out all their stuff. So, I mean, I said they had, you know, at the end they gave away a bunch of shirts. I mean, all kinds of stuff. They end up giving away a, a saddle platform, you know, and it's, and like I said, we, you know, we supplied the food and, you know, it was turn, a great turnout. It yeah. was. Great day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like I said, I just want to kind of get like your idea from it, John, because you had never been to one. And so, you know, like it being a little uh, haphazard, I guess, you know, because there, there's no, there's no schedule. And then, you know, for the, the senior division of uh, Bowhunter Chronicles, you know. I think it was just, it's like, I think that works out perfect like that. Then the guys can all kind of mingle and like, I just seen like groups here and groups there and then they're all mm-hmm. checking out the, the gear on the tables. And then, you know, Tim had what, like five or six different platforms set up. And so, and then all the demo saddles that were on the table. So, so how many, how many platforms do they have? Like how many platform setups? Tethered has two. Tethered has two. They have but a, I mean, they, how many are on the market right now though? I mean, like in say, you know, well, that are like, you can buy an available. There's maybe five. There's five. There's the out on a limb. Well, out on the limb has a bunch of different variations. Right. They, basically they have the podium, the Ridge runner, and then they've got the scout solo straight and the angled. And then they've got their ones that go on sticks, but now you're getting into this one sticking where they've got these kind of like platforms built onto sticks themselves that they climb up with. And if you were me, you would hunt off of it. I don't know what, you know, the guys are doing, but I think the way that it's built, that that's kind of yeah. like how you But actual platforms it. like I use, they're yeah. tethered as the Predator, then they have the Predator XL. Uh, Trophy Line has their, um, what's it called? The, the Mission. The Mission. Mission. They just, a, they just have the one right now. Yeah, the EDP is going to be out here very soon, and then the Wingman, but the like at, like that you could buy and try. Um, the if it, if you're talking strap on the tree, there is a, that Scout Solo, but that's no bigger than like your phone, really. Yeah. I mean, it's there's there's nothing to yeah, it. That ain't working for me. <laughs> that was a little angled one, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. And then. Um, <laughs> Uh, Lone Wolf's got one too. Well, right? like or? like there's some oddball ones that we haven't really messed with. Like Tree Hopper makes one, but it 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 looks kind of crude. I mean, there's there's guys that like them, but it just looks kind of like some welded angle. Type yeah, stuff. well, there's another one out there that we would will mention, but we yeah, Hawk makes one. Yeah, disclaimer: don't fucking buy it because it's junk. Yeah, well, I. Uh, we had one of those there and I had a Hawk saddle there, you know, just for people 
to right. see, you know, and, and compare it like side by side versus, you know, what I would call safe saddles and then the hawk saddle. Well, that's just it. I mean, you you can't go somewhere and buy that and do that. You can't do what was done Saturday. No. Going to a place or even an ATA show. Yeah. You know, you can get yeah. in them. Well, we got in them at Tethered booth that one time but yeah, the I ata mean, though is more of a that's a that's not, not a, a consumer, consumer. That's, right that's, that's, a, that's a new that's product a, yeah well that's a dealer well, show. dealer show though. yeah and so that's that's it's kind of a hard sell to the dealers really because i mean they've they went through it before i mean trophy line went through it for years mm-hmm. and that's you know uh when we talked to her she was like i cut you know i went over all around the country and trying to sell it and that was the big deal like guys can go into a a store and look at a tree stand and be like, yep, I can sit in that, you know, but you have this little bag of, of a saddle. It's like, well, what do I do with that? Forget that. I'm going to get in that tree stand there. But then, you know, like when we did the Novi show last year, I mean, and that was just a sportsman show. It wasn't like a hunting show. That was boats and everything. We had people walking by that. We, I know we said this a bunch of times already. We had people walking by there like, what, what is that? You know, and then we sold a shit ton of them. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a there's a big percentage of the people out there, the hunters that don't. They still have no. They clue. haven't got a clue. You know, but so for the for the people that are you know listening, that I mean, how many teaching trains are they doing this year? I know they did two at the same. The day that we did ours, there was another one. Um, that tethered put on somewhere else yeah i mean like so i would imagine that there's probably 20 or 30 i think eric said that the next one that was closest to him in new york was actually a uh, one in pennsylvania yeah so i mean there's another one in michigan i think it's june 26th going to be up at jay's and claire and john eberhardt's going to be there i think ernie's going to be there with the big tethered trailer and all that um uh, i don't know if he's listening but andrew blair i think will probably be there he's one of the customer service guys and he's all over social media and does a great job for, for tethered guys were saying like, where's, where's Blair at where this is a Michigan deal, but I think he was on spring break. Um, and I think Andy May is going to be up there. So, I mean, you want to, uh, again, like getting well, an opportunity to make a road trip. <laughs> yeah. But, clearing but, fire. but get an opportunity to hang out with, and talk to these guys because like all the guys that we just mentioned i think maybe not andrew um you know you've spent time within the booth at novi and oh, it's yeah. like it's not like they're like gonna big time you and be like oh yeah i'm not gonna just say like hey oh <laughs> be like like yeah like show them your phone like hey where, where would you set up right <laughs> you know no they're all very approachable people yeah but i mean again like i think in in two weeks, Adrian's doing one in Tennessee. Um, I know Walt's hosting one in Tallahassee. Um, so it's just a great – I mean, in, how many people do you know that saddle hunt? I mean, maybe we know more people, I guess, but even around town, like if you had to find somebody else around here, you know, that you could, you know, network with or talk about this, you know, I know have one it, guy. Have an intelligent know, conversation. One guy that, that uh, besides all the people in this, you know, in our circle, and he still has the old, old trophy line. Yeah, he was straps. at the event, I think, because I was 
I talked to somebody. He's like, yeah, I know. He's like, I know John. I'm like, where is he? I didn't see him. And he's uh, he said, yeah. I was like, oh, so what do you hunt out of? And he goes, the old, old trophy line. Oh, was it Chad? Did he say? Uh, he's a little little guy with shaved head, dark hair. Hmm. Yeah, I'd imagine. Maybe you know two guys. Well, I was gonna say because <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I was. I told him about it, and he said he was going to be there. And I'm like, and then I didn't see him. So you were kind of busy sometime, you know, through there too. Yeah. So. But another reason, which I think is a pretty good segue here, is the the. The masses have been saying, like, we need more Uncle Frank. We need more Uncle Frank. And we, <laughs> we, we, we got. They got a little bit of they that. Got, they got quite a bit of Uncle Frank the other day. And so, uh, so if you, if you, if you stuck around till the end, which who, <laughs> there was one guy that hung out that I'd never seen him before. I, I didn't even, I think the I was young just, guy. Yeah. He, he was, was from, from Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor. Yeah. And, uh, well, hell, I thought he was with those dudes <laughs> traveling back then. New no, York? No, no, no. He hung out right straight to the end, and he, huh? I mean, it, it was kind of hard to leave there at the end because <laughs> you're you're getting a full dose of <laughs> of, uh, of tales of the garbage man. Yeah, but even <laughs> but, even more than that. <laughs> oh yeah, we got, oh yeah, we got into some some reminiscing. Yeah, the <laughs> conservation old... officer chronicles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's my old man there. I, I probably should have. Uh, Pulled the phone out and <laughs> captured that. Well, and and that's Statue. the thing. So we're we're I'll, we'll try and we'll get we'll get Frank thinking here about what what he can what he can uh, offer up. But for you guys, like so, we are just talking. I I was out shooting today the the longbow out of the blind, and it's it's a little it's kind of cumbersome. But I was hitting what I was aiming at from. So how is it as yards. far as your your heights and everything in there? The, you know the height is fine. Good clearance. My my issue is like I have to turn my knees way over because the bow is so huge. Like if you mean if you're sitting on a stool or yeah. something like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And I was shooting off my knees too, and I almost shot better from my knees than I did off the stool. But when I did that, like the, the bottom limb was like hitting the blind or hitting the dirt. Like I don't know who we were. We were talking to somebody who like missed a deer or wounded one or something and they said that their limbs hit oh he blew his bow up yeah because the limbs hit the hit the blind. the blind he thinks yeah they hit the window something like that but that that's what i was, wasn't sure i i mean i heard the story i seen the bow and it was definitely some odd uh damage to the cams yeah. But I wasn't sure if it was like a cabin window or, or camper. <laughs> oh, you oh. the camper window. <laughs> a box blind or you know what it was, but But, but no. anyways, I, I, that's one of the things that was when I was shooting that bow, like a couple times like the limbs hit the blind. Hmm. And so I was like, eh, I don't know if I really But that's what's that's what's hard with full length arrows and a giant bow like I I, I mean, now I see why when you're in the blind, like you have to be all the way, you are all the way in the back in the corner because like normally I've got a little bit of room to, but yeah, so I was shooting that and I've been um, trying to figure out like where I'm going to head this like Thursday, Friday after work, trying to like roost some birds, have some sort of idea. Have you been out at all up to where you were last year? I've not been out. Yeah. I don't know if you caught our story on Instagram, uh, but John has been doing some construction work and cut his thumb up pretty good. 
Had to have my brother stitch them up on the kitchen table. Yeah. Saul's all accident. <laughs> and how's that affected your shooting? I haven't shot since. No? I haven't shot all week. Just because, just I mean, I think it'd be fine. Maybe I'll get rid of that little bit of torque. Yeah, that'll probably, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you draw the bull back, ooh. <laughs> it was just three stitches. I mean, I, I probably really didn't need maybe, them. Maybe those all should spot. be the, the memory parts, you know what I mean? Do that there, you know, so you don't torque, yeah. you know. Got a little, little pain there, you know. And then another place, you know, you got to mm-hmm. let me whack you somewhere else, you know. <laughs> Ooh. What do you do for the yips? <laughs> <laughs> you got to get hit harder, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't do that. Don't do that. Little, little, little like a kind of like a big rat trap alongside your head with a two-by-four on it, you know. Monkey in a backpack. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Oh man. shit's going off the rails yep. already. Real, real quick, I said no. <laughs> <laughs> What's the uh, those Magnus bullheads? How, how much do they weigh? They're 125 grains. Okay, so that's what I've been shooting for heads anyway. So mm-hmm. should be good, man. They must. No wonder they blew apart when you uh, when you're shooting the pillow, right? Oh yeah. I mean, even with my bow turned down, I think I had the. I had the Hoyt target bull last year. I had it turned down to like 56 or 54 pounds. And it's still, I mean, I had pillow hanging from the strap so it would swing. And then I had like. What's what's the one that uh, Wells shoots? Tim Wells. He was coming out with, I think, his own at one point. Was it his own head? And so I. Well, it may have been those gobbler guillotines. Uh, Whatever they were, man. Because they had like the. They were like a almost like a um, trust blade, hmm. like a two part. Hmm. And I think he was supposed to be coming out with his they, own for they a while. Sure worked though, I'll tell you that. I mean, they, I they think had... mine mine would have worked too if I I was. I mean, when you look at my shot, I was off. To, I missed to the left well, a little bit. Well, that's what I'm well, about. And two, most concerned that, about is like the way that I'm shooting. I mean, it's it's not bad, but it's. Like, I keep thinking about, like, you know, circle about the right. size of a softball around this turkey's head. But I've been hitting what I'm aiming at, like, you know, quite often. And I'm just thinking about, like, squaring them up. And that's what's kind of kind of do what what you did to that turkey where well, it just, just kind of blew him right off his feet. You just have to concentrate on, on the head, though. I mean, that's your ball. No, no, you no, no. I'm I mean? talking about even squaring up his head. Yeah. Like well, with the center of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not going to, I mean, it's not going to go through him like 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 a giant oh, pointed rod I wouldn't rod worry head. about you, you. If you hit him in, it'll, you'll break his neck. I mean, that <laughs> there's enough weight, especially with that arrow and that, that big old blunt head. You'll break their neck. I mean, well, that, that bird you killed last year, I think part of the thing, he was strutting, facing you, yeah. you know, so his neck was down, like, you know, Yeah, bent, like he was, you know, that, and he, it was yeah. kind of against his body. Yeah. And so. Like that, a big shock absorber when, like, it, when it hit it, you know. And I was off a little bit to the yeah, left. But. Yeah. And we have that video up on YouTube, and if, I like, I did the slow motion at the end, but if you slow that down, like, frame by frame, like, when that arrow hits that bird it turns into like an s oh yeah <laughs> and then it goes flying i was out. afraid to shoot that arrow after that. i was like holy crap is that thing still so well what's really blows your mind though is 
is how that turkey flips and knocks the decoy over, you know, and stuff. It's just like you don't, you know, it's just split seconds that it's happening, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, when you look at it from the backside, when that arrow hits him, it it literally drives him back. Yeah. It is like like when Adam shot that one and pinned it to the decoy, you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean that was that was really cool, you know. <laughs> but it was only like one frame, you know. <laughs> well, I, I, I <laughs> that's just such an unfortunate thing because that was so cool, like the experience the, and, of that and, bird coming in like it did. Like the now, granted, your birds were super cool too, but those were we, quiet though you, too. But you guys got to see them. Oh yeah, because they jumped right over your your seat over the log. But <laughs> all three of them jumped on the log about ten feet to my right. Thud, thud, thud. But but I mean that one came like straight to us, like the sun. I mean everything's beautiful. I shoot him. He flies up over the blind, and then then That's the way the that first that was video. What the hell is he doing? You know? That's the first we've seen it when he's over the top we of hear, the line. We hear kawap like that. Remember? And then like that. You know, and the turkey jumps. All of a sudden, here comes Adam out of the tent. You know, he's doing the 100 yard dash across the field. You know, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Me and Ernie sitting back here. Ernie's filming me calling. You know, I'm over there like, yeah, yeah, check this call out, Ernie. You know, here's a little bit of this purr, you know. And we, didn't, we didn't have a clue, did we? Well, that one back in the woods was, was still gobbling. There gobble. was one goblin over there, and then we'd had one back to the north of us. Oh, we had no know. clue. It, it, like uh, I said, it's just super unfortunate. I jumped that a was couple inches so when cool. he did that. <laughs> it, was just, it was just so cool. But well, each and every one is, is you know. Different. Like I told you, where I killed that one in that field that time, you know, I called that bird out of that same field for you with your bow, the one you missed up there. Like, well, huh? They're starting to all blur together. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like Chris was talking about up there where I I shot the one by the, when when we were first filming and I uh, shot right over top of those jakes. Remember they came in oh, behind yeah. the tree and then they yeah. went away and then you called them back in and then oh, I yeah. got that frame of jo- like the lighted knock whizzing by John's face. His <laughs> <My> eyes are... <laughs> Damn, you got to warn warn the camera guy. You're gonna just let one fly. <laughs> but, was... but anyways, Chris is like, "Yeah, when you miss that Jake," and I'm like, "Which one? Like, what are you talking about? You gotta narrow that down yeah, a little bit. Gotta narrow that down." Uh, oh yeah, them, them, I forgot all about those. <laughs> <laughs> but what? John was uh, talking about earlier, and one of the things I was going to ask him, you were asking me about building those flu-flu arrows, like how I wanted them. Like what right. what goes into building like one of those arrows, and how do you fletch them? I mean, because if, if when I – John's like, well, order up some uh, flu-flu feathers, and I've got some 250 spine. Wait a minute. Um, Before you go any farther, what kind of what kind of bird is that off of? A flu, I've never seen a flu flu before. <laughs> Are I, they I, big? I go, they're orange. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I ain't seen one. <laughs> I think it came from the movie Up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah. But like what go, goes into building one? Because these, I mean, these fletchings are like we were talking about that platform. They're as big as that platform. I mean, yeah, they're, they're a full <laughs> length, like 10 inch here or 10 inch. And some people do like a, a spiral wrap. So basically, they just yeah. wrap it around the shaft yeah, in the spiral. Seen that before. Oh, I'm I'm definitely not. We're not doing that because what happens with the spiral the spiral wrap 
slows it down even faster. Yeah. Okay. So that's for like when you're shooting at like birds aerial fly. birds or clay pigeons that people are throwing up and you want it to die off quicker and not go like a hundred yards. Aspirins and stuff like that. You want to yeah. freak your neighbor out. Yeah. <laughs> Send one in and let it die out. So we're just doing the regular uh, right helical. And that's when I was asking if you, how long you want them. Do you want them like five inch, six inch? Uh, do you want three fletch, four fletch, six fletch? Um, but I know like, so there's a video of Josh Bomar and he, he shoots a turkey and which is, this is like really cool. This would, I would, I wish I would have saved my wings now because I would look maybe after this year, um, I get your wing feather anyway. Yeah, yeah, you can get your wing feathers. That's no big deal. Yeah, we probably got some left over in the tent bag. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, so Josh shoots some turkey, and then he takes some of the wings and the wing feathers, cuts them off, plucks them out, then he he slices them down the middle, splits the splits the wing or the feather, and then uh, puts it on a belt sander, or actually cuts them down to like the size he wants. Then he puts them in in a straight clamp and then he's got like a bench belt sander and he puts them on there and he sands them up and gets them all looking like looking like the ones that you bought basically and then he takes them but he i can't remember if he even says what his length is but it's probably five inches but then he takes and he's got like a little uh mini paper cutter like you can get from walmart or office max and he likes to keep his at like one inch high so he just puts them in there and chops them all at one inch. And then he does a six fletch. And he shoots them out of his, like, trad bow and his compound bow. But he leaves the feather more standard then? I mean, as far as the, you know, the feather itself? He does Some of the flu-flus I saw, they're, they're, they're like... Uh, they they roughed them up or something. Oh, you know, or, no, they, you know, I this mean, is just, a lot of the spiral ones look like that because yeah, they, I suppose. Yeah, but they used to they used to sell a you know like flu flus that are real that, fluffy look. Yeah, they were fluffy like you know kind of yeah. spread out like yeah like, they'd be like, a couple inches. So he's just leaving his standard shaft. though, right? Yeah, they look they're like a perfect barred looking turkey feather oh, wing yeah. feather, super cool looking. And how many does he put on there? Six, six of them on there. That's really cool. So. Well, I, I gave you four arrows, so and I gave you them. Those other fletchings that I gave you are so you five, that, is that gonna five inch, so. Five arrows? I don't know. Four <laughs> arrows? I don't know. Might be. Okay. <laughs> well, he's only got three of those broad. <laughs> so. It's only a one-week season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. It doesn't mean nothing to Adam. <laughs> so we got one. We got two good broadheads. Because I didn't. I never send them back into Magnus. Yeah. So, I mean, my plan is just to have one of those uh, dirt nap shred heads, like, yes, ready want- to rock. And that's kind of what I was thinking with those those five-inch fletches, those chartreuse ones I brought. I didn't see those. They're in the bag. Okay. With them. I didn't look. Yeah. Because I didn't really think that they'd need, like, extra stabilization. Like No, those won't. Yeah. So, you're... Thinking what three flu flu, I whatever you're the, I mean, no three flu flu arrows, and yeah that's fine and two regular. Well, you I said there's five. I gave oh, you four. 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 So okay. two and two or two and three two. and one. Whatever. Two and two. Well, you've only got two of the those big broadheads anyway. So right, but 
Well, there's I have three, but one is of practice. Oh. Do you, use, you can use that for the. <laughs> no, do you it's, have it's like a 55 gallon drum or a five gallon <laughs> bucket with some foam in it for a quiver for them sons of bitches? Because, like, there, I mean, what did you do? Just carry that with you with a. I have the little inserts that go into a quiver. Mm-hmm. They insert into you like your normal broadhead, and it's got like a little point, and then it splits way out to it. And so it covers the three. Blades. Oh, okay. So I'm like, what the fuck's. It's carrying it a lot. Jeez. Yeah. Now so. you just put them in your pocket. Oh, boy. <laughs> Throw them in with your tent, you know, it'll be all right. Yeah. So, yeah. so then are you going to be there, like, with a with your compound, like, as a backup shooter? I don't even know if I have a compound right now. No. <laughs> I have a couple. No, actually, so what I'm thinking is. I might just get them old, that 160 four inch out. <laughs> I've been, I've had that, what, for three, four years now? I mm-hmm. want to kill a turkey with that. Yeah. Maybe I'll shoot him in the head with it. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> 160 grain, four inch, expandable. Yeah, that, when I took the picture of it, it looked like it could take off your index finger. <laughs> Because it was... It's big. But it's close, like where those hooks are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll shoot it with a full-length arrow. Yeah. Right. But, yeah, so like I'm saying, I, I'm just trying to figure out, like, because you guys have a, a much freer schedule than I do. So, like, and you've all killed turkeys with your bows. And you might not have had as many opportunities as I have, but... He killed one. Oh, that's right. It was just a mutant mercy kill. You know, part which, turkey, part duck. <laughs> I don't know what it was. Goose. It was a turducken. Turducken. <laughs> uh, but in true Uncle Frank fashion, that's what nothing else that we would expect. What is your guys' plan? for? Tur- is Frank the first shooter? Yes. Yeah. So you're up on the all the camera skills and oh yeah yeah <laughs> I no, got them. I you do the, remember the, the, the turkey yeah. you missed that I filmed the bark on the tree yeah <laughs> okay I'm only a little bit better than that right now <laughs> I mean I was hoping come on you had all hunt season you tagged who, out like who who were the dudes <laughs> that said is Hagrid gonna be out there again this year <laughs> uh, who was that. Was that at the teaching trip? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Haggard's got to go again, they said, you know. I think and you it, agreed. Yeah, I said, I'll do it. I don't care. I'll, I never, was, I'll never forget that when I showed my grandkids. Was it Chris? That film. And the nine-year-old possible. says, oh, that's Haggard. I, I go, who? I didn't even dawn on me, you know. <laughs> that was amazing. Then I, I think it was been. Chris and his brother were talking about it. Could have been. Then Adam... Adam puts it to music when I'm out there. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> the so dance. what do they call that? Is it a? I mean, what is there a, a a word for that? That that little video there, dancing. The dancing deal. No, I put it on TikTok. No. <laughs> we have like two videos on TikTok, and one of them's Uncle Fra- Uncle Frank dancing, and then Ernie going bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so, I mean, you guys can check that out if you want to. <laughs> it, and I was talking with, um, I sent it to uh, Byron Horton because he does like all the great video and he does like these crazy edits and all this stuff. And I sent it to him because I was like really proud of my editing to the to the music, you know. And he's like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And, I, and he goes, it's even better because I know how long that took to do to like <laughs> cut it up and make it to the music and everything is like oh my god i probably spent like two hours doing like that 30 second clip <laughs> right. but just for a few laughs uh, it did too it was cool <laughs> but yeah so you got you guys will have the whole week to hunt i'll that's, have like, that's getting close yeah this weekend i know i just realized that today while i was wait cutting what? grass and fertilizing that's saturday it starts Saturday? 17th. Yeah, 17th. Yeah. Holy shit. Oh, he's worse than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow I get the bow ready. I got to shoot the smaller arrows. Yeah. Yeah, get that set back up. I don't want to use those deer killers. You know what? That ain't a bad idea. Go shoot one of those heads through a turkey. I'll never find my arrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, you shot through them last year with... That actually, that was a... um. Rage chisel point. Rage chisel point, but the fletchings, the arrow stayed in the deer. The fletchings were on the far side still. Stayed in the turkey. I mean the turkey. But it, it wasn't a heavy arrow. You no, built them arrows yet. <coughs> no, it was just no. a. But the way they shot through the deer, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if I, I'll probably lose that arrow if I shoot a turkey with it. The expandable worked well because it really slowed down hitting all the turkey bones. and Yeah, and it cut his heart cut off. Cut his heart off. Yeah, the only, the only turkey really I've ever seen down. killed, and I've seen a lot of them, and that's the first one that never flopped. That that turkey never flopped. He ran out what fifteen spread, yards, spread his wings out a little bit, yep. ran out, and then held his head up a second, and then he laid right down like yeah, lifted his head up once, boom, that was it, done. I couldn't believe it. I forget what I asked you, and he goes, "Oh no, it's done." <laughs> <laughs> No, I think you said we got to give it a minute. Yeah, I, I, no, I don't. No. I don't think so, <laughs> Earl. That one's dead. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have uh, Chris and Casey hunting right the, the last, last season. season, pretty much the month of May. Yeah, and, and periodically we will also have the first week of June. Yeah, if this if you don't if you don't kill one, we'll film for those that did not. 17th there, you know. Maybe that, that week, week works out better for you, John. First week Seems of June. you didn't know it was going on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be... Oh, shit. you got some stuff going on, too, don't you? I'm going to be working. Well, in two, you know, we might have a few other guys we can film, too. If, you know, if we're successful early. You know, I don't know about your, your brother. Oh, Dustin? Yeah. Yeah, they... He, uh... What was it? Saturday and Sunday, he had turkeys right in front of his camera right there. Yeah. And uh, my nephew's going to kill one with a gun, and he's going to kill one with a – he wants to kill one with a bow next year. But uh, he said – he sent me a picture this morning with uh, one coyote, and then five minutes later, three coyotes oh, coming wow. through there. He goes, I hope that doesn't mess up my no. – my season. It could. And that's that's right where they've been roosting. That's where they roost last year, too. So. 
have an appointment on Saturday. Yeah? Yeah. With some turkeys at about 5 a.m.? You're out then. All right. What time? I'll have to look. I think it's at noon. Oh, they'll be dead by then. Be dead. We'll be tagged out. We'll be drunk. <laughs> we'll be so drunk by oh, noon. Yeah. Well, you if did I wait till the afternoon to kill yours. Uh, last be, year. We'll do, First day. We'll be doing the Haggard again. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's plenty of time to kill a turkey and be back. Kill two. We'll double up right off the roost. What do you got going Sunday? Sunday, I'm free. Well, I just have, I just got, I get my COVID shot on Saturday. Oh. So you'll be sick on Sunday. First one? I didn't get sick the first time. The second one's worse. Is it? Yeah. I couldn't tell. You're older. Thank you. It hits the younger people. Really? Yeah. No, it's the same. I mean, when you, like the second one hits you, it's just like after a hard night out, you you get the shits a little bit. I don't get those problems anymore either. (laughs) You just got to stay tuned up. <laughs> they said, you know, the best cure for a hangover is, don't you? Stay drunk all the time. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Lord. That sounds like a, an Uncle sounds Frank like shirt. <laughs> we'll have to think about that one. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Frank, what do you got? Uh, we got any good turkey stories? Um, that we can tell on the air. I don't. I'd have to, I'd have to sort through the archives. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, not not nothing real, you know that that really stands out, you know. That I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> That's always good. So what is back to the turkey plan? What are you only hunting the weekends or what? Or do you have well so uh, i my my plan you know in a perfect world is tag out saturday it, well it didn't have to be saturday saturday or sunday um only because like my time is limited and i'll like like every day i'm at work by you know 6:45 so uh, i have to really coordinate my schedule but i'm i'm not opposed to to hunting the evenings but it's just going to be a matter of going somewhere where i'm confident that there's going to be birds going to roost right now if we weren't in this zone if we were where we normally hunt like i would i would be a little bit more confident in that um but i mean because in way going yeah okay yeah and and your favorite place you mean yeah but even so but i just i just know where those birds are are roosting there i mean that they're always there it doesn't it doesn't matter if it's the last day of the season what about where frank and i killed our birds last year have you been getting any info on that um well my brother said that there's turkeys over there that's where ernie shot is that's where ernie shot is i'm Um, talking he he turned his camera cell service off oh but the, so the last pictures that i have are in march and there was turkeys there in march so and that's an easy spot to go and listen i mean but there was several nice birds in there i'm assuming well we know right where they roost yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. we know yeah. well yeah, when, we know. when frank and i were bow hunting in there them turkeys were i mean they all flew down and i, I mean i don't know that we'd necessarily like from what i saw when we were deer hunting and obviously we didn't have turkey decoys out 
But I think if we were more on the side of like almost over where your turkey went and died, that would be almost a better place to be. Well, that's where they roost. Yeah. Well, they up on right, the hill. Right up in, well, right up right on right the hill. hill. Oh, because yeah, you, you guys yeah. went in there and seen them in the tree. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. there they are right there. Yeah, they're right there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, they're coming back to that spot. Yeah. And so, like I said, in the evenings, that, that would be no big deal other than not booting them out of there right. on your way in. But, yeah. And I got the okay to hunt there. It's just I just got to go set up the tent. So, that's what I'm going to do at some point this week. Can we hunt them out of a saddle? In the spring, you can hunt out of a tree stand. You can you can hunt turkeys from a tree. You just can't hunt a turkey in a tree. Well, you can <laughs> hunt a turkey in a tree. You just can't hunt a you just can't hunt a turkey in a tree. <laughs> so, so it's yeah, it's not ethical to. But you know, honestly, I thought about that roost bust them right. as a uh, like a, a run and gun style, right. just for like the same thing we were talking about for you for for just hunting from the ground is. To just go and set up and have a nice, comfortable seat. Right. You know, right there on the ground. Right, and have the tree in front of you. Mm-hmm. That's like a perfect scenario for a bow and a... Well, what's neat about... As long as there's not a whole flock that, of birds. You know, I told you about the time I used to hunt on that little dinky stand all day, and I'd, I'd, I'd always hunt behind the tree. Well, with the saddle, it's even better, because you can move and stay behind the tree if, if you're, you're cautious on how you're moving around. Mm-hmm. That the the movement up there is well, yeah, that's is like, stupid. That's John Eberhard's tactic. That's why he likes the ring of steps because he can stay close to the tree and behind the tree to the deer. The right, whole time. right. I love that. And for well, filming, many, it's got to be easier. How many too, of them deer look at us? You know, yeah, I to mean, get in position to film. I'm if, like not an expert, but I mean, it, compared to me. <laughs> I'm just not into the bark. <laughs> but, I'm over the bark. But, but it just is kind of like, it isn't, it's not too bad. Like once you figure out what height to have the arm at, I mean, it's just got to be kind of like a, like upper thigh height. So you can put your knees on the tree below it and then you can move around. It's kind of like, it's got to fall like right in this midsection that you. Right. And I think I think the you know the, the thing that you you guys are getting to is as far as hiding behind the tree and stuff. That's how we used to always do it, you know. Even with our other stands, you know. But it seems like I've gone now to like when it, with the big summit, you know, the Goliath. I, I like sit just sitting there like I'm in an armchair. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think I'm getting I'm getting picked out more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those deer just come through there and pick like, you out. You know? Yeah. You're like, Look at that big old blob. Wow, what's that, dude? You know? What's that mammoth growth on that tree? Yeah. Hagrid. It's Hagrid. <laughs> the biggest buck last year, remember? And he came in there and, and he looked at me, but then it was And like, you were you know, in Jesus. Uh, yeah, I had good cover too, you know? I tried shooting through it. But too. he kind of peeked at me first, but then all of a sudden <laughs> yeah. he snapped his head back yeah. over by you. Yeah. And you were going, I, 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 I. I wasn't doing the IIA so much. It was like the. Well, if he wouldn't I, have killed that one limb, he'd have probably I think, killed the man, deer. I, said, I, know, I know I can shoot through the white pine, you know, needles, you know, and, and not the branch, though. <laughs> that was uh, like six feet from him. Yeah, I didn't even see a son of a bitch either when I shot. I couldn't believe the arrow went in front. I seen the knock go in front of him, you know, the lighted knock, and I went. So did I. No way. No way, you know. And then he just took off, you know, and I'm going, like, I about puked, you know. And I sit there, kept looking, I kept looking like where I shot, 
and this thing is hanging down on it. Mm-hmm. It was just like hanging down. Dude, I shot it right off. I'll tell you what, though. Like, I was cleaning off the cards from the cameras and uh, John's hunt. Like, when he was in the UP, you know, he was talking about, oh, I've seen these bucks and all this stuff. Like, I didn't even, apparently, it wasn't even, like, the biggest buck, but there was one buck on there that was freaking super nice. Like, chocolate horns, no brow tines. Like, mm-hmm. bit, I mean. I, yeah, there was a bigger buck than that 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 came in on the third day. I think it's because you just talk like just like that, like so, like low and monotone. You're like not excited about like the others. There's a bigger buck. Like I'm going through and I'm like, oh, there's a deer, and then I'm like, whoa, 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 and it's just in the little screen, you know. So I'm blowing it up and zooming in. I'm like, holy shit, man. Yeah, that's the one that walked right in behind me, and uh, I was set up. I was set up and I was like facing. It'd been the southeast, and I was on that rub line and scrape line. Well, he ended up coming just just to the north and the wind was going like coming straight out of the south and so i think he just just got enough and that was the one that was on the neighbor's he was technically i was what 10 yards from the fence line and he was still on the other side of the fence so now it's kind of like a gray area though right well so i didn't know i didn't know but there's a they have a, an agreement yeah the those guys up there have an agreement like if you see something that's on you know within a shooting distance then fine because you know when that happens to us then we're going to do the same thing they have right. a gentleman's agreement right, right. So, now if you're shooting across the corn and with the rifle you know 300 yards that might you know change things change things now this is one of the things that i'm I've often thought of, and is it because like, like the property lines are usually like some sort of hedgerow or fence line or like pinch point or whatever. Like it seems like more and more like travel corridors and stuff are always like on the right on the line. Like if you're on private and public or whatever, I mean, I can understand like whether it's going to ag or, feed or something like that but it it's just like you always end up like right on like a property line or very near you know so i'm not saying you i'm just saying like it for guys in general and like so what it is is up there this old ag fields and then it bordered the swamp so they had put a fence down it i imagine to keep the cattle or whatever out of the freaking swamp and shit originally they were grazing you know now they have like I think that they turned it up and they had corn and stuff in there. They don't have any cattle or whatever, but, you know, but it's just the old fence line is still there. And then, you know, where it was broke down in a couple spots, that's where I put my camera up. I mean, that was a really good runway coming, you know, cutting out of that big old cedar swamp and going out into the neighbor's cornfield. And, uh, but there was a freaking dandy rub line all along. It was kind of like a little transition, what it was, because, it actually opened up a little bit right there. At one point, they had logged that section off, and then there was a, still a finger of the cedars that come up and kind of like, like paralleled the property line. So, like this fingers, this finger of cedars went out, like kind of curved out into the cornfield, and then paralleled. So it was like a just a little like a staging area, and right along that was all these. I mean, just tons of scrapes and just buck rubs everywhere. And no one, this is just a little 40. 
you know, 40 acre parcel that, and no one's even set foot in there in the last three years that, I mean, since Larry's owned it. Hmm. I mean, so. Well, and I, I guess maybe I answered my own question there because it was only 40 and he had like feeders and shooting shacks and stuff probably not right on the fence line and he's like john you can go sit in my shooting shack at the feeder and john's like well i don't want that's not what i'm doing yeah so i went to the i went to that 40 that had no there's old shooting shack on it but no one is even i mean i went over it was pretty gnarly i went in there some bat shit and stuff like (laughs) at one point when it was raining and pretty nasty i was gonna go sit in there just to get out of the weather but I was afraid it might get rabies or something. But like, but back to the the filming thing. Like I said, you know, when when I was going through those videos, <laughs> I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, you know, because like you you had a you know what I would say like crash course in filming, or like <laughs> I mean, you had a whole week to to just have have fun and learn the ropes straight. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was just thinking about the. But, but back to your back stuff. to your question. Oh, oh yeah. You know, I'm sorry. I was like, I kind of lost lost train of thought. Back to your question though, and and like you you, a lot of a lot of uh, the property boundaries between fields and stuff are tree lines. You know what I mean? And you know, like down there in Ohio and stuff. You know, I mean that's them them deer can come out anywhere. You know, right. But but where you see them in you know like on the on the farmlands and stuff, you know yeah you see them out in the fields. But most of them are running those those tree lines and stuff, and that's why I think you know you're on, you know. And 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 when your buddy went down there to Missouri, he was hunting public land, you know, but it was next to private, and he got confronted. Remember by oh yeah yeah several you know local people well and and but that's kind of like what i'm getting at is like you know so you got you got that scenario where you know you're you you might have two thousand acres of public and then everybody wants to gravitate towards like the property line because that's where the sign is because that's where they're going into the ag or anything or if you have these smaller properties like whether it's a i mean you know if you've got five or ten acres like you can see both property lines from the center of it so i mean but it just always seems like, I mean, even my cousin's husband, he hunts down in the middle of the state, like southern, central Michigan, whatever. And it's always like, yeah, you know, but then they go over onto the neighbor's land. Or if you just got like, a, you know, whenever people are hunting like private, it's always like right on the property lines. Right. And I just wondered like why that is. Yeah. Well, for one, I think the, the property lines, like what Frank was saying, you know, back when, say I owned 180 acres, right? Well, and I'm going to farm it. I'm going to clear all that 180 acres. Right. You know, and so I'm going to follow that. I'm going to clear it all out. Well, then say the other, the other neighbors aren't farming it. Maybe they're going to log it or do whatever. Well, then it leaves some forest and then you got your ag fields. So now you're creating a transition. You know what I mean? So yeah, that's kind of what, and that, you know. And that's what it was like. Where until you get to the spot where oh, this is swampy shit. So then they go around it. And then that's where you get the odd shaped fields and stuff. But and 
Well, anything, you know, like if you look down south, southern Michigan, you know, or or uh, eastern Michigan, you know, around the Detroit area and stuff, you know, that's that's basically what, you know, I mean, you're, you're hunting next to somebody else's property. Well, not only that, your fence lines yeah. too. Right. You know, that's going to be the spot that can't get mowed, right? Or right. that the trees are still there. So now you've got another, I mean, how many times have you hunted, I mean, hunted the, the transition or the, the fields and stuff and look at them little, the old fence rows and that's got the grown up and that's where the freaking deer are moving. Right. You know, they're following that tree line, that fence line, because that's the only place that's got the, the cover for them. Right. Yeah. Like, like I said, I just thought it was interesting. <laughs> like, cause you're like, oh yeah, it was right on the neighbor's property. And it's just, it just seems to, I mean, when we went down and hunted, you know, over the other side of the state, you know, that's where it was, but it was kind of like that. The house is on the front, there's a big field, and then there's just, like, whatever woods is left around right. the edges, and then that stuff doesn't get mowed or cut down, so those are the only big enough trees you can climb and get in and find any cover in anyway. So, Ernie, I hunted, uh, uh, we had, what was that, 60 acres up there by Crystal Valley? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, where I shot that, that nine point, you know, how far was that? There were that fence behind me. Yeah, I mean it was. It you was, could have shot it. It was. It was swamp. Okay, but you know, but I was sitting near it. You know, and then when the neighbor came in there, you know, he he owned ten over there, didn't he, or something? Yeah, on the other side. And it was just you know, over here was the other fence. You know what I mean? So it was you know you were kind of you know right on the property right line. on the property line. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, you're never far from it. It's gonna. It's going to post up on the property line. But, but yeah, as far as shooting a turkle, turkey. Turkle? Turkle. Sure. Shooting a turkey from the saddle. <laughs> it's. I think it's legal, John. Okay. I believe it is. I'll say just long as sneaking. Turkey's on the ground. Yeah. Turkey's on Sneak the ground. Sneak in there. be in the tree. Get right up on the edge of that ridge. <laughs> right at the base and wait for him to come in the roof. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think, I mean. Trying to think in in the last few years, how many turkeys I've seen that haven't seen me, which I feel like that was, I feel like I got seen a lot more by turkeys in a tree stand. Yeah, because <laughs> you're you're hanging out there, and I remember. Well, like, we're going back to the same thing, you know. It's it's it's. Were you wearing your hex suit though? No. <laughs> it's a tree, you know, compared to. A square, or you know what I mean, a rectangle, or whatever up there. You know what I mean. I think they... brightly colored fletchings. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say. I, was, <laughs> I, I remember, I remember Tur- Frank always oh. putting his hat over his fletchings. Uh, he'd have his his, uh, his quiver hooked onto his stand, and then he'd put a hat or like a hanky. Something. Put my hanky over it. Your favorite hanky? Well, I lost that one. <laughs> I don't think it's lost. I bet you can go find it. I don't know if I can get it get it back now. Hopefully nobody said, hey, there's a hanky. I'll take uh, that. If they pick that one up, they're going to be unhappy as hell. I can tell you that. It'll never be the same. No. <laughs> Why in the world is there corn in this hanky? <laughs> so did you, you come up with a turkey hunt for us, Frank? Not a, not a turkey hunt. No, I don't, I, don't, I don't have a turkey hunt. All right. Well, I mean, they wanted more Uncle Frank, so. 
We got to have uh, an Uncle I, Frank story to close this one out. I, I, I got one kind of in mind, and I don't know if it's appropriate or not. Well, the, I think you, those you are know, the ones that go over remember, just You remember the one? harm any children? Remember the one I told you about uh, the guy that never smiled at work in the <laughs> locker room? I guess. Can Maybe I tell that, that or not? Uh, yeah, I, it's a tale of the garbage man. It is. <laughs> oh, it's De- a classic. It's not definitely. It's definitely not hunting related. But it's not hunting related. But it, it, you know, it's some of my stuff isn't. You know, what I mean, uh, working working. Uh, you know, w- with a bunch of guys there at, uh, before I retired, and uh, oh, I was in the, everybody in the locker room. You know, in the morning, cutting up and stuff. You know, and this one dude, I'd known him for quite a few years too, and. He was just, I don't know, Mr. Sourful, you know what I mean? Every time you looked at him, he's he, he was frowning, you know, he never smiled. Kind of like Eeyore. Yeah, I mean, but he was always just, you know, you know, oh, you know, mm, you know, and I'm going like, you know, and one day me and I walk in there, you know, and we're all, you know, laughing and stuff, you know, we're getting ready, we're changing our clothes, we're getting ready to go to work, you know, and he's sitting on the end of the bench, man, and I mean, his... His his lips were down, you know what I mean. He was he was frowning, you know. What I mean, he was he looked like somebody kicked him in the face, you know. And I go, I just I just turned to him and I looked at him and I said his name and I said, "What in the goddamn hell?" I says is wrong with you, dude. I says every time I look at you, I says it just you know you you you're like frowning all the time you're never happy you know what i mean and i i just don't understand it you know what i mean well look at all these guys in here you know what i mean and you know i mean our job ain't that tough you know and and i says what in the fuck i says you could be your problem you know i said why are you looking like that and he goes my wife just left me this morning he goes <laughs> And I said, well, that'll do it. You know? Have a good day. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> Open mouth and insert foot. <laughs> I couldn't believe it, man. I said, oh, my God. <laughs> you picked the right day. Did you get any calls on the radio over that one? Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was there was, there was things, pamphlets and stuff drawn up and shit for that one. <laughs> yeah. They had HR meetings after that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Way to go. That's the way to end it. Wow. <laughs> well, if you're looking, if you're feeling down. <laughs> and, you need, and, pick you, you up. and you need to pick me up. <laughs> oh, Maybe well, it was the best thing ever happened to him. Yeah. Have you talked to him lately? <laughs> Actually, I, I ran into the dude about, I don't know, a month ago in North Muskegon. Was he smiling? Yeah. Was he smiling? Yeah. yeah. Actually, he was. <laughs> See? See? And, there you and go. then we we go out in the parking lot and stuff, you know, and we shook hands and stuff, you know. He's gonna retire soon, and and he goes, he looks over, nice truck. <laughs> Thanks. Did you say your my wife, wife bought, bought it? <laughs> <laughs> I should have said your wife bought it for me, but I, I didn't have the boss to do that. <laughs> right, hang on a minute, your wife will be right out. <laughs> oh, Cash. <laughs> wow. Well, real quick, just to just to close this one out for things we've got coming up. What are you What are you guys hunting this year? Well, I put in for Montana for the big game combo. 
So if I get that, I'll have my elk tag and a deer tag, white tail, meal deer, whatever. And you go on the same time frame, same Same time frame. I'm not. Three weeks? Nope. Nope. Just two weeks this year. (laughs) And And my wife will actually be out there the second week. So. Okay. And you two? Colorado. Again. As long as there's no wildfires. Yeah. Keep the wildfires down. Same area, same time. Same area, same time, but we're uh, uh, we changed up what we're going to be, you know, how how we're going to be staying and stuff like that. We're we're going to take a a big, you know, like a squad tent, and we're going to go back in on these. We're going to cut way down on our wasted time. Right, right. I mean, last year was, you know, it was for all of us. It was kind of a learning experience that hadn't been out there and hadn't hunted before, you know, and and. Uh, those guys have, you know, our buddies have been out there, you know, been hunting out there for years. Very successful, too, I might add, you know. And so by doing what we're going to do, I think, is, is you know, like Ernie said, we're going to have way more, you know, productive time, you know, in the on the mountains, you know. And, and just learning, you know, where the elk are and where they aren't, you know. I mean, that's. Well, we know a, a lot of timber now. Right. We know a, we know a ton of so, timber. I have a question. So with Colorado, mm-hmm. when you're out when you were out there last time, it was it was archery and muzzleloader at the same time. Muzzleloader came in after uh, about came a, like two weeks. No, yeah. about a week. Yeah, it was about because when week, you got week there, to ten it days, was on. it was on. Yeah, yeah. I, so when you got there, it was on. Yeah, yeah. When I, no. the day the first day that I hunted was muzzleloader. So, yeah. but is that a separate tag or can you hunt that? No, it's Se- separate tag. Separate tag. So it's you a, can't. That's a like a you, draw. You can I hunt think, with a lesser weapon. But you can't hunt with the okay, yeah, yeah. Because so, like, so we, like we would have to draw or put an application for a gun hunt. Okay, a non-resident would yeah. have to apply. But also the mule deer season right there, you can shoot a mule deer too. Yeah, you know. So yep. Danny Danny uh, Junior put in for an app for a mule deer permit. Oh, so. yeah, we've seen a lot of mule deer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You I know, I I've seen a mule deer buck. While I was in the woods, I seen we seen a lot of them driving around. But oh, yeah. I, I seen oh. a lot of mule first, deer. First morning I sat out Does. there, I had I had uh, I saw three three mule deer and one of them pretty nice buck. You know, went after them does. Well, I think well, I don't know what will we be there ten days. Uh, well, we're talking? Dan Roughly. Senior and I talked, and uh, we could be there longer, <laughs> <laughs> depending on our success. <laughs> Could be. Well, the, I think once the month of September, <laughs> once the muzzle loaders come in there, I think that really made a huge difference. Well, and, and you know, because I think because of the fires and everything, a, you know, I mean, here's a tip: a, if you're in there during muzzle loader, don't wear your tan gear. No, <laughs> uh, it's, you good know, point. but what's really weird, you know, is 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 uh, hard to say. We didn't see that many guys in uh, actually in the woods, did we? They were either riding a four wheeler. They were all over on the other side, but we went the second half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what's your plan, Ed? So I'm going on a – my dad and uh, some of his friends from the other side of the state, they go to a outfitter out there, and they've hunted, like, the big hunt from the lodge. My dad's been out there twice, uh, rifle hunting. And he's hunted, like, all of 45 minutes, I think. It's like a two-hour horse ride. And then opening morning, he 
sees an elk, legal bull, and shoots it like a couple hundred yards. So they go like every other year, and I think my dad's like on the every other, every other year phase. Well, I think this was their off year, and uh, the outfitter called them and said, hey, we've got an opening for a spike camp. So um, I think it would be cool to go and hunt with my dad and, and go. Um, I'm going to bring my bow. I messaged the outfitter about it, and I haven't heard back, but that like everything through them is like a year in advance. So it was like right as it was getting into it was like I think it was like right when I got home from Colorado that they were like, Hey, do you want to go on this mm-hmm. hunt? So, um, so we're going to go do that. It's not no, <laughs> my normal style of, of hunting, but. So you cool. are, you can use your boat. I'm bringing it. I'll just tell them I'm a felon. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going, so you're going the opposite way, but that's cool that you're going with your dad. Yeah, because yeah. if and, I could do that, I would. Yeah, yeah and that's kind of like yeah. what I think, and I'm like, and I'm also like trying to like digest it as a instead of trying to be like, well, outfitter, blah blah blah, it sucks. I'm trying to like embrace it and say like, it's a really good opportunity to kill an elk, right? You know what I mean, right. like with your dad. Well. Yeah. I've not killed an elk without my dad, so I mean, True. maybe he's my, maybe he's what I need to. He's right. killed more elk than anybody in this room, right? I mean, so uh, that's just like I, I'm. I'm trying to like wrap my head around like getting over. Get, like, There's getting a out, couple there. Getting like, out of my own yeah, way. Going out there with an outfitter that set up a spike camp for you with a rifle. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like like Is I this said, Bowhunter Chronicles podcast. But it isn't. It isn't a uh, like a, a podcast thing, you know. No, I know. but it, but it's. But like I said, I'm I'm like really trying to get out of my own way on this, and and and. But yeah, so I, I'm I'm just basically. So like, the, that's what the whole reason why I ran around Montana for three weeks with a bow in my hand was for this bow hunter chronicle, so we could have some stories of me missing shit. And well, not, <laughs> I'm just. Is this kind of a payback for earlier, John? <laughs> <laughs> But 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 really, like, do you my, guys hear this? The host, the host. <laughs> but my thing is, is like, there, uh, we haven't been to anywhere where they said, "Hey, there's going to be elk over here," or like whatever. So I'm my my thought is, if I can go and like find a wallow and just sit there, you know, Are you at least going to wear a saddle. <laughs> I so that's one of the reasons why I've I've considered like why I'd, I want to have a set of the. Uh, the tethered one sticks like to come full circle because to be able to hunt elevated, like on a wallow or something, and it's only three pounds to, right. to bring with you. I mean, that's seems like a kind of legit option for, for that. I mean, yeah, as long as there's some treat, like I brought my saddle gear and sticks, everything out or my wild edge steps. I used my wild edge steps to climb up and get a, Oh, judo point out of a tree after I missed a, <laughs> or no, actually I killed that bird, but, <laughs> but, uh, I did use my wild edge steps out there, uh, but there wasn't like, like where we were at, the trees just weren't very conducive for climbing. Oh, Even, man. I mean, you could climb them, but there wouldn't have been really a really good setup for a saddle or a stand or anything. It was just either there was too many limbs or there was no limbs. 
Yeah. I mean, there where we were at the last time, there was a lot of aspens, and then it was like that dark timber was like kind of what you're talking about. Like, yeah. Like a lot, a lot of limbs. But, I mean, it it's one of those things where if, if weight isn't an issue or like if it's, you know, Trust me, though, it did cross my mind sitting in that in the grizzly country because they don't climb trees. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I, I took my stand out there. You know, I I climbed. Um, as a matter of fact, I hunted a couple times out of that stand. You know, I saw a mule deer. I didn't see any elk. But we we actually set our spike camp up in a right where the elk were moving. We finally figured that out. You know, <laughs> so that kind of changed shit. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah, you park your quad, you look down. Look at them old elk tracks. Well, uh, there, some... I mean, when we when we put that stand up in there, when I, you know that location, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could still smell them, couldn't you? Mm-hmm. I mean, you could smell that where that bull was was bedding. You could see where he was bedding right there, you know. And, and stuff. You, and you guys bedded right there with him. Well, <laughs> no, this was well after that we sent Spike Camp up because it oh. was just a very convenient location. Yeah, it was a really nice spot, you know. You and we didn't up. want to get too close to where your brother and his buddy were hunting, too, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we kind of put it here while we should have leaned towards the other way, you know? I think if we, you know, down in them Quakies, remember where it was, uh, when we go, you left our place, you know, our camp, and you and you got down in the Quakies where those other two guys hunted down in there? Mm-hmm. I think if we'd have set the camp up there, that would have been beneficial to us because they ended up, remember, moving through there. You know, they did. So if we'd have set the camp up there, you know, the other spot would have been greater, you know, or better. You know, we shouldn't have to really worry about it this year, though. We no. should be in a much better situation. Oh yeah, but yeah, like I said, just for kind of like what we've got on the horizon. So it's not like you got there is no, at least right now, like out of state whitetail. No, it's all not at though. this point. No, they've got the bug. No, I'm going to do the elk again, and then. Hunt Michigan, you know. I've, I've, I can mess up enough in Michigan. Shit, I don't need to go out of state. Yeah, you got some. Uh, <laughs> some and if I can get it some better redemption. on film. Yeah, instead of wood, <laughs> just wood, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, like I said, that's kind of all I wanted to accomplish for the evening. Getting something, something from Frank to appease the, the listeners. You know, it's always good to hear you putting down people on the worst day of their lives but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah we'll close it out with that one so thanks everybody for listening see ya see ya later, later.
Join Captain Justin Leake and Meredith McCord for the best fishing action along Panama City Beach. Tune in to Chasing the Sun every Sunday at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. On Mondays, head offshore with Captain Scott Walker and Steve Roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures. Coming to me, coming to me, coming to me. Double. He's jumping, he's jumping, he's jumping. Oh! oh. Look at that Don't miss Mondays with Into the Blue, brought to you by Academy Sports and Outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern. Tell a few fish stories along the way. On Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.